Welcome back to the KMS Rundown. This is the second KMS Rundown. Up, oh, is it wrap up? I keep saying Rundown. God damn it! It's gonna take me a fucking while to get used to that. But it is the second KMS wrap up of today after the emergency one when the podcast did not post until around like 4 p.m. Uh, I am joined today by 610, a new face on the network and a face that some of you may know. It is Visionless Dave, who uh, quickly. Uh, is no longer on the rundown? Is, is this true? I've been fired uh, from the show I produce. Ziggy's ego's out of control, <laughs> but I don't know. We're, you know, I'm a free agent, but uh, let's let's focus on the on the main show. You know, that's yeah, why I'm I, here. I think because I think I think you'll get you'll get uh, you'll get swept up pretty quickly. But uh, yeah, let's let's get into it. I mean, like obviously this is uh, being posted a little bit later than normal. We're live at eight o'clock instead of at uh, at five, like I, I normally plan on doing. But it's uh. Yeah, I mean the show got up at four. I don't know. Were you guys waiting for the show? Did what did you guys expect? Did you I was waiting all day. Oh. I honestly, I was expecting a lot more conspiracy theories on Twitter. I was mm -hmm. expecting a lot more people going crazy with that. But I was waiting all day. I, I believe the explanation though. But I thought I'd see a lot more on Twitter about like shady stuff. If that happened with Steve, I think we'd be hearing a lot more shady conspiracy. I think theories. I think so too. That's I think a, that's so a too. great point. That's a great point. Well. I, I do agree if it happened with Steve, there'd be more conspiracy because Steve's so talented that he's never going to mess up, you know, mm -hmm. uh, a recording. So he's always going to get the show up on time. So if that mm -hmm. were to happen with Steve, even as a Rob fan, I would say something's up here because Steve's just not capable of making mistakes like that. You think it would be more kind of like a hostage situation? Like if the show doesn't get up on time with Steve, it's maybe Steve like, hey. Something's yeah. wrong, but it's not up to me. Yeah, I think just having yep. the two Minna fans in there, it just would have added to like the conspiracies. Like, what would they have said that made Steve take it down for hours? Like, what are they cutting for hours? But with Toronto, it's just like he's kind of an idiot. So it's like, all right. It sounded yeah. like I, I listened to to the show uh, today when it posted, and it sounded like they didn't get it. He uh, Corona didn't get a chance to post it because they had to do uh, stuff for the secret project, right. which is very, which is interesting. You know. And it sounds like they had an interview, or they had to go do something in uh, in in uh, Bridgewater. So that was uh, you know that was uh, interesting to say the least. Yeah, I, I uh, it's probably tough timing for Steve to have COVID with so much stuff going on. But uh, I did see him publicly kind of fall on the sword, even though it wasn't really his fault at all. So that's just a kind of guy big steve is i did notice carano forgot to beep out the name of mike's uh blind school so um luckily they don't answer the phone so it, it might be tough for minna fans to have fun with that but uh, i've also heard uh, security uh, there is top notch too so good yeah. luck getting in. i, actually I also know, assume uh, there's not that many blind schools like he was talking top of the notch like people are traveling i assume if you google it it's not that hard to find but yeah true true yeah i actually know a uh a couple of my friends, they're a, they're a homosexual couple, and they, they've tried to get in a couple times, but they've been stopped at the door. <laughs> uh, and, you know, they're trying to look for their son uh, for a good place, a good school for their son to learn how to be blind uh, instead of waiting until mm. he's 30 or so or so like that. Right. But uh, let's get into it. Let's get into the, to the topics of the day. I mean, you know, the show kind of started off with, uh, you know, Kirk asking Carano, what's going to happen tonight? You're going to you're going to back down. You're going to attack Carabas. And Corona said, I'm not backing down. He said he's going to go pull at him. Um, I did notice that today was probably, I want to say Matt was probably the least Matt Carano than I've seen him ever on a, on a Kirk Minahan show. Uh, he seemed out of it. He seemed quiet. 
I don't know if that's because he was kind of, you know, letting Steve and Tim do their thing, or if they were, uh, or, or, or like he said, he said he's been having trouble sleeping, which I, I hope he, he gets, uh, he gets help that he needs. Um, if it's any, you know, any goodwill, I sleep enough for probably the both of us. So, uh, yeah, give him a so, couple hours. Well, yeah. Well, it's tough, right? You know, he's an unemployed guy and suddenly he has to do something for like two to three hours a day. That can be a big adjustment for somebody, you know? No, no. I think, he, I think he's been stressing about like trying to get, I mean, you know, working with, not working necessarily with Kirk, but to be on a big time podcast like that, I'm sure it's very stressful, especially when you're not used to it on a full time basis. I mean, I, one would uh, think, but when he, you know, when asked about that, he says he's not he nervous at all and, and fully confident, you know, maybe to a fault, you know, maybe a little nerve or good would be good for him. I'm sure, I, I'm sure he does have a few nerves, but the thing is, he just seems so bothered from the minute he walked in. I honestly think it's because, um, if you remember a couple of weeks ago, Kirk made jokes about Justin taking his spot as being like the next man in line and the next producer and everything. I think he came in bothered, and little stuff made him more and more bothered. Like the Karabi stuff made him more bothered than the Quantum Week Chris stuff made him even more bothered. The uh, Steve's a liar guy made him more bothered. So he was getting bothered. Like he wasn't able to take a joke this week at all. I think. I, I think I think today it was it was very not. I'd say this week it was tough. It was tough. He, he wasn't a big jokester guy. I wasn't really taking the joke. Everything was very serious. Everything was very kind of like I'm the best, which is fine. I mean, don't. I mean, I wish I had that confidence. But, but show you gotta, you're the best. Don't t- say you you're gotta, the best. You just got to back it best. up. Yeah. Yeah. And so they discussed a little bit on the show. Uh, you know whether Carano is thin-skinned, which I think everybody in the world would say yes, except him. And then there was also a little bit of talk about like. Uh, is he delusional in regards to uh, Kirk's how how much Kirk has impacted the the success of Quantum Week? Because part of me respects that, where he's like in his own little world, and mm-hmm. you know, I saw the thing on the iTunes charts that's really cool. But um, it, I do I, people have fallen to that trap where they've gotten a little too big for their britches, and if you're going to ride off the coattails of Kirk, is to me it seems like you have to be very obedient and. You have, well, to, uh, pay, you, have, you have to pay homage, and it seems like he might be kind of in a gray area there. That was mind-boggling. That was, yeah, that that was, was crazy. That was unbelievable. If you look at a chart of like Quantum Week's like views and his interaction with Kirk, it would be like a, you see it every single time. It would go up every time he interacts with Kirk. It's insane to not think that that was something. And he was honestly offended by Kirk saying like that that's – he was like, no, it's 29 days. Yeah, it's 29 days, but it's affected in the last couple of days. So that went up in the last 29 days. Like, come on, man. And, I mean, you know, I, I hear a lot of people – sorry. I, just, I hear a lot of people say on Twitter that, you know, people forget that Quantum Week, I believe, was launched the week after he first uh, was the guest producer on the show. So there – by nature of that, there's uh, an endless correlation to the success of Quantum Week and the uh, gr- the, the thumbs up of Kirk Minahan. Kirk asked him. Sorry, I was just yep, I was saying. Kirk, Kirk asked him uh, the like last week when Mike was talking about his patrons and he was talking about his patrons and Kirk said, "How many of those are fans of mine?" He was like, "Well, most of them. Yeah, all of them. All of them are." But yeah, uh, I will say. I mean, there are a couple of people who watch this show who aren't a fan of Kirk Minahan. Uh, it's, I think it's my grandfather, and he has no idea what's going on. Uh, he thinks I'm on the radio. Um, and I also think my aunt puts it on for, uh, she works at an elderly home in Washington, D.C., so I think she might just put it on just, you know, to pass the time, and they have no clue what's going on. So I'm not trying to say this show, that like, Kirk is the reason why the KMS wrap-up show yeah. gets a couple hundred views, but, like, I guess, 
I guess he probably has a lot to do with it. I just the, think the, I just think it's crazy to to like you said about the first thing about the be, being thin skinned. I think I think Toronto's thin skinned. I don't think oh, that's yeah. necessarily a bad thing. Um, I think that was something you have to take into account if he was going to get a further full time future role with the show. Because I'm, I, I do think he, he, he. I know he said yesterday that um, he, there, there's a certain men of fans who live inside this bubble, and all they do is hate. Well, Carano kind of lives in the opposite end of that bubble, where he, you know, he just lives in, you know, uh, Twitterverse, where he, he really hears nothing but praise. And yeah. um, and so I think as long as you acknowledge these things, like if you're thin-skinned, say you're thin-skinned. I mean, it's, yeah. it's fine. I yeah. think uh, I think Steve would say that when he first started, Steve. Uh, Steve Robinson, when he first started on the show, he was thin-skinned. He wasn't prepared for uh, to be the Kirk Minahan producer. I think you see that when he deleted the uh, the thing about Kirk talking about his parents and stuff like that. I'm just not sure. Uh, I just would find it interesting to know how you know Toronto would handle handle a show mm-hmm. like that. The thing and, is, a, thin, uh, a thin-skinned sidekick isn't the worst thing. Like Kirk can no. play off somebody that's thin-skinned. But you can't shut off when you're thin-skinned because what he did all mm-hmm. week right now is when he didn't like something, he just shut off. Like You didn't hear him for minutes at a time in this podcast. And it wasn't because he was letting everybody else breathe. It was because he was shook about whatever they were talking about. Like So you can be thin-skinned, but just don't shut off. Like, Yeah, I, did, I think I there's, a, there's a confusion a lot of times between being thin-skinned and like someone fighting back. So there's people on Twitter that I'll see like, oh, Kirk is sensitive. Why is he fighting, you know, with Minifans? And Mm -hmm. there's a difference to me between being thin-skinned and like mass blocking people. And then if someone takes a shot at you fighting back, like if I, if you walked into someone's restaurant and were just like, oh, this fucking restaurant sucks. Your food sucks. I used to like it better. Like they have a right to be like, well, fuck you. Get out of here, you know? So it's a difference between being sensitive and just, like, fighting. I, I like when people fight back, no matter what exactly. side I'm on. And, and like yeah. I said, there's nothing wrong. I, I think there's nothing wrong with being thin-skinned. I like Carano. I like Quantum Week Chris. I know uh, there was a post earlier today that Quantum Week Chris, when I did the emergency <laughs> press conference, he said he's going to, next time I, you know, end up in the hospital, he's going to save uh, the $20 <laughs> in gas and tolls. And uh, like I said, like I've said a million times, I, I thank them for coming out. They did not have to do that. I never expected them to do that. Uh, but I'm not going to change my opinion or change the show based upon whether or not I like someone or whether or not uh, they've done things from uh, done things for me in the past. I like both of them. Uh, I don't think. I just think. I just think Corona just needs to come out and just say it. He just listen. I'm. You know. He's not a fighter. Uh, right. And I, I think there are some fighters. I think Steve will fight back. I think. Uh, even to a certain extent, Mike like to fight back. Uh, mm-hmm. I just not sure. there is a, there is a place in this world for you know pop uh, pop culture and things of that nature. Um, I'm just not entirely sure that when it gets down to like wartime, that Toronto would be the guy to go to. You know when you go to a job interview though, and you're just so afraid to say anything wrong. At first, they same thing. You're trying to paint yourself as the perfect person. Yes, That's I. What he's trying I, to do with I Kirk. very much. He's know like so, he's like so afraid. Wrong. He just seems afraid to step on eggshells with Kirk, and like that's the opposite of what you should do. You should want to stomp on them. No, no, no. Like, I don't necessarily think that. I think I think he he's not on eggshells around Kirk. I think he's very confident around Kirk. I think he he'll he'll tell he, Kirk shut like like uh, when it comes to his song when it had the Florence VFW song. He brought it up yeah. earlier in the week. He said, listen, that was a great song. You yeah. uh, canned this beforehand. 
Like, I don't think that's walking around eggshells. Yeah, I think he, I think he's confident, but he's never gonna take a hard, hard stance. That's what I mean. Kirk, you know, unless it's on something playful like Carabas. But that, I also understand that it's not his place to come in as the guest producer and just yeah. be like, "Oh, you're wrong about that." But that's true. Uh, one thing that also kind of got discussed was, um, and I, I want to be. I don't know how to phrase it necessarily, but Kirk, there is a sense of Kirk has taken it pretty easy on him. Whereas if Carano had been in my blind spot, I'd say blind Mike has taken, you know, 10,000 times more abuse from Kirk than Carano, not even just because of time, but just at how hard Kirk would go after everything Mike would say when he was in one of those moods. And Kirk has been like, obviously the guy's filling in, so he's not going to just uh, dress him down, but uh, even Carano seemed to be surprised to hear that. He's like, what do you mean? You know, I've, I've done a bunch of shows with you. You can go at me. But I think we all know that Kirk has never really um, I agree with that. antagonized him very much. I agree. Kirk has not gone. Uh, like, not Justin, gone. You've, you've seen that side of Kirk. You know, you've been. It's not uh, fun. It's not, great. it's not fun, you know. Uh, <laughs> it's not fun. I'm telling you, though, I think that's a lot because he says so many neutral things. And even when he takes a stance like we were talking about, and I love Carano, I really do. But when he says, like, stance, he'll, like, back it up with, like, something that supports Kirk. So when Kirk hears that, he's, like, not going at him immediately. Like, Steve's a liar guy. He always talks about Steve's a liar guy. We know Dan, right? He thinks he's better than Steve's a liar guy. But he always says, like, but I love Steve's a liar guy. But I love him. I love him. Yeah, he's great. But he always, Do we think he sabotaged that song today, or do we think that was a natural? I, th- I think that was probably just an accident. I mean, he, he, I'm sure he accidentally, like, he was accident. playing it on, like, a Gmail file, and he accidentally clicked out of it or something like that. I, it, it didn't sound like he was, you know, purposely trying to fuck up Steve. I think he likes Steve Zalaire guy. I, I personally love Steve Zalaire guy. I think he's the best parody songwriter. I think it's him, Warden of the North 2, and then Matt Carano 3. Wow. Um, Warden number one. Warden number one all day. I think I got uh, Warden at one. But no, I don't. I don't think Toronto would purposely sabotage. No, I think so. I think, and if he, and if he, and if he would, holy shit, the balls on Toronto. <laughs> he would purposely sabotage the Kirk Minahan show in order yeah. to try to bring down a fellow parody songwriter, which I think is just completely unrealistic. Uh, like I said before, Corona's uh, not a fighter. Uh, he would. I don't think he's would ever try to sabotage in that way. I think he, if anything, he, he's just a blocker, which is perfectly fine. Just block him. Don't have to deal with trolls, nonsense, anything else like that. But uh, no, I don't, I don't think that was a, is that a perfectly okay thing though, in this type of universe to just block people? Because I feel like you should be so connected with everybody. I feel like that's the opposite of what you should do. Yeah. But I mean, it, it's a, it's a personal thing. Like, like, Kirk, Kirk's not big a blocker. Mike's not that big. I know Mike was uh, went on. You know they were calling him mutant Mike for a while, <laughs> but uh, but I mean it, it's it's a personal thing. Like I don't I, like. I do think it, it's a person. Yeah. It's a personal thing. Like uh, you can block people if you want, but if you do block people, you can't then turn around and criticize Courtney Fallon for doing the same thing. Essentially, I agree. I agree. you know. My thing is, it's a personal thing until you become like the producer of the show, though. And like, then it's like kind of becomes more than personal. So I feel like you shouldn't block people. I don't really care. He hasn't blocked me. I'm just saying we actually DM and he's very nice. But I feel like once you become part of the show, you shouldn't be blocking those people because like that's kind of part of the show. Yeah, but I also feel like it's up to you because I mean, if you assume, like, say what you want about, you know, people messaging things or people saying things, if you don't want to see people saying, oh, you should get fired, you should blah, blah, blah. That's true. Just block them. Just mute them or something. That's I have true. no problem. I have no problem with that. But like I said with VD, you just got to acknowledge that that's what you're like. Yeah. But let's uh, let's wrap it back around to uh, to today's show, which I think, even though I wouldn't call it necessarily a phone call, 
uh, like a phone call in the sense of people like calling in like Donald Trump. I kissed my pants at the Steve's uh, mechanic call today. It was incredible. I, 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 I don't know who was behind that. I have a feeling it might be Kevin from Bristol, but it was the funniest thing I have ever heard in my entire life. The entire thing after this, I'm putting the entire call up on the uh, KMS Clips account so you'll be able to see the reaction and stuff like that. But uh, what was what was your guys' opinion? Was that a top five call? Was that what you expected? I think it was uh, good. I part of me maybe I'm wrong and it went over my head, but it seemed like uh, kind of a EEI callback in some sense. Or so I think a little bit maybe went over my head, but it did. Uh, I think the people who were old EEI people probably uh, really enjoyed it. But yeah, it, it was good. I think if you I wouldn't know have Steve it in my top five. Yeah, I wouldn't I think have if it you in know Steve from Providence, you know his story where, you know, yeah. Yeah. and all this other stuff. It makes it on a different level of uh, of comedy. And I, I thought it was great. I uh, thought that was unreal. I, I thought it was funny as hell. I, th- I figured I was assuming you guys might know who was behind that call. I really didn't. But, I mean, just imagining, like, my reaction if I was sitting in Steve Providence, like, seat there. I mean, that's just got to be like, that's, that's funny as hell. There's no getting around there. I mean. I can't even imagine sitting in that seat right there. That's tough. That's tough, but it's funny. I will say, Steve from Providence played along. I mean, he, yeah, he gave, he did. Uh, he gave that, the phone number. He was, you know, he's trying to reconnect with his long lost mother. That can't be easy. That can't be easy. Twenty years. Uh, I mean, Jesus, you want to talk about, you know, bringing any, up anything? He's he's trying to reconnect with his mom, of whom he he hates, and he says he hasn't spoken to in twenty five years. Uh, I, <laughs> I I say good for him. I I think I think Tim and Steve uh, both had. Good performances today. I, I think it was. I mean, don't get me wrong. It wasn't like Quantum Week Chris performance. Like, <laughs> yeah, I, no, like I, I said, if you want to see my you. opinion of Quantum Week Chris, like watch the Tuesday show because that was spectacular. But I think I think uh, I think Tim and Steve they they play well off of each other. They're both old school guys. They they're both committed to the show. Uh, they brought in cookies. They have all these different projects going on. So they're trying to sneak into years, Mike's school. He thought his mom worked there for the last 12 years. <laughs> yeah. She hasn't worked absurd. there. She hasn't worked I mean, there since the Bush administration. She, 2008, yeah. that's absurd. That's yeah. funny. The fact that the woman knew it and when she was like, she hasn't yeah. worked here in 12 I mean, what years. What has she been doing? She, hasn't, she said she left and came back. I'm like, what the fuck are the odds of that? Oh, that's 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 so funny. But um, but yeah, those uh, are two like, old school Barstool field guys. I've been reading Barstool since like 2011, like 2010. Those are two like old school Barstool feeling guys where they're just like shooting the shit, and that that was so funny to me. I think everybody was genuinely like smiling listening to that episode. It sounded very like just some friends, yeah, like you said, just shooting the shit kind of thing, like some old school like high school buddies or you know college friends who get together who haven't seen each other in a couple months or a couple of years, and they all just go go back to shitting on shitting on each other and claiming that you know Steve's a, a failure and all this other fun stuff. But it's uh, no that, that that phone call was was incredible, and um, the the anything else you guys want to say about the phone call or uh, or about the Steve's mom thing? I just thought it was interesting. Very brave of Steve to open that door, especially yeah, uh, on the airwaves. Very brave. I'm sure there will be people hunting his poor mother down. But yeah, I thought they were both great, Tim and Steve. And like, I necessarily don't even have a problem with uh, when Steve Robinson's like, I don't want to get my parents involved in all this and all this other thing. I mean, you just got to understand that like when you're in the show, it's going to happen. But Stephen Providence was like, fuck it. Here's, <laughs> here's her number. You know, we're, we'll call her. We'll try to find her. We'll, we'll see, we'll see what she's been up to. 
uh, well, you know, he, he was getting real personal, even like with the stories about like him, like seeing his mom and stop and shop and, and all this other stuff. It was, it was, it was very deep. I, very, I just very... think though, he sees where Kirk's best moments have been and that mm -hmm. they derive from places like that. They like come from very real places. So he wanted to be able to like join in on that and mm -hmm. not like give Kirk, like he didn't want to give Kirk a roadblock. You know what I mean? Oh, I, I, I completely see what you're saying because I mean, Steve from Providence knows when Kirk's at his best. So he's going to right. give Kirk those materials so he can, you know, build a yeah. house and, 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 and do all that, do all that stuff. But uh, the last thing I wanted to mention before we wrap up uh, wasn't too, too much going on in today's show. Uh, I'm very excited for tomorrow's show, but there was mention of Natawaska at the end of the episode today uh, where they were talking about Steve walking, walking and they said like, Oh, are you going to walk in Natawaska? And it just got me thinking, did you know Natawaska if it takes place the same day it did last year, is only two months and one week away. Mind blown. I don't know that's how crazy. that's gonna it's happen. It's uh, it's 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 sooner than 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 you think. I'm I'm sure, uh, Steve Robinson and and Kirk are already all working on that. They mentioned how it's going to not be as big this year. Uh, I think they said they're going to be at like half capacity. I'm sure they're, it's still very, you know, with all the COVID restrictions, they, they got to deal through all that bullshit. But uh, Madawaska is right around the corner. I mean, could so we I, have a vaccine, though? Maybe. What'd you say? Could we have a vaccine by then? Possibly, maybe. I no. have no idea. I mean, I we, no we could. I hear I hear vaccine. the vaccine's coming tomorrow. The vaccine's not coming until 2032. It's, uh, I have no idea. That is, yeah, that, that is a good point that it's sneaking up. I, I I live in California, so there's no seasons, so it just mm -hmm. it feels like summer forever. So Fuck that you. is that is kind of tripping me out. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I, I will say it's just like it's just something where it, it is sneaking up. It seems like it seems like Madawaska 2020 was yesterday, you know, and yeah, and, and it's already sneaking up on us again. Uh, so I just wanted to to bring that up, you know, just to kind of just to kind of like get people thinking like, oh, Madawaska is coming. Um, I know Kirk said it's not going to be any sort of raffle. It's going to be just a race for the tickets like it was last year. They're going to drop at a certain time. Everyone goes to them. I'm sure it's going to sell out again. Uh, yeah, that, and I just thought that was just an interesting thing, just that they, you know, they quickly shot in there, but I just haven't heard too much Madawaska talk recently. What so, do you think uh, about the numbers? What do you anticipate? How many do you think will go? Uh, I mean, Kirk said half, so that would be 75. Five, yeah. Um. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. You, neither of you guys were there last year, but it was kind no. of like a, a banquet hall sort of thing, and there were tables. I'm not entirely sure if they would have, if they would still have like tables, but they would just be more spaced out, or they would. I don't. Know. I'm not entirely sure how yeah, that yeah. All, that whole thing would work. But uh, yeah, any, anything else you guys want to talk about from the uh, show today before we wrap things up? There's really, I think we covered pretty much everything. Yeah. Well, uh, why? Why? Why did Adam and Jersey get banned? I mean, I'm very happy about it, but why did, did you not why? hear? Did you I not heard. hear? I heard. Yes, I yeah. Mean, okay. It's as I, easy I listen, as that. I listen to the big guy. I mean, there's yeah. one person who, you know, who matters in this world. And if he says, I don't like Adam and Jersey's voice, whenever he started talking, I was like, I don't want to fucking hear this. It's like, okay, well, bye. So, yeah. Smart. So, Adam and Jersey, no longer, no longer available uh, to be on the KMS wrap up show. Um, yeah. I mean, that, that's pretty much it. Oh, the other thing, guys. Is I just find it hilarious that Stephen Providence and Tim McCann have no idea what a press pass is or yeah, no, <laughs> how no they concept work. of that. They think that's just like I a, need your press pass. 
They think that's like a ghost key that you can put in anywhere and you can just walk in. Yeah, they think they it's like an ID, that. but it's not. Yeah, it's like it's someplace you have to apply to. Like if you needed, if you wanted the press pass for Fenway, yeah. you go to Fenway and you're like, hey, I'm a member of the press. Yeah. Can I get a press pass? And they go, oh, here it's, you go. It's, it's not like you just have, you're like a member of the yeah. press. Yeah. You have it. It's but, not uh, like got, a, uh, it's not like a blanket license that covers all events, which I think can, it, it reminded me of like an always sunny or like a, <laughs> a, skit from, a skit from the office where they're just like, we'll just get a press pass. Yeah, we'll, like, and it, he yeah. kept, he kept harping on it. He oh, kept okay, bringing I'll it back. Bankruptcy. Yeah, I'll just declare bankruptcy. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. Could really use that press and, pass. And the one, the one thing I meant to ask you guys, it got brought up is they talked about whether Corona watches the show or not. I think he does. Do you think he listens every day? I'm, I'm uh, sure he, I, he listens every day, but I, I think just, so. I, I just, I, you got to say, like a couple of the questions he was asking these past couple of days were not, did not sound like they were coming from someone right. who, like uh, a Tim who, the Can Tim and Canton type. Yes, mind, and, 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 and like I'm sure, I'm sure that's just, that's just part of like Matt Kronischuk. I'm sure he listens every day, right. but uh, I mean to have the take where Carabas is terrible on. I think, that's, I think that all goes back to when Kirk first talked about Jared. He would be like, oh, he's a talentless hack. But he was kidding around kind of because he knows Jared. He knows where Jared's mm -hmm. come from. Mm -hmm. So like he, when he said, like, Jared stinks or whatever, I think Karabas just heard that. Or I think uh, Carano heard that. And he just thought, like, automatically he sucks. And he's just stuck to that. Because, like, yeah. if you know if you know Kirk, though, like, you know Jared's a good guest. Like, he just is. Yeah. And even uh, I have a, a Tim and Canton kind of said today on, on the show um, – that Carabas is like very professional, kind of insinuating that he's buttoned up. And I don't know if you ever listened to Barstool Radio back in the day, oh, yeah. but to, to me, uh, like I've heard Carabas say how he's uh, seven of his ex girlfriends are now all gay. Lesbians. And, yeah. yeah, they're all they're all lesbians, and like he's he's a uh, he's very transparent with that stuff and kind of being uh, open about being just a really weird guy. So I, I will I say, I said I said. Uh, I, I lied on the previous uh, wrap-up earlier today. I did say at one point, I believe I said, like, uh, Carabas is very hidden from the outside world, and uh, that's not true. He pretty much talks about everything. He was until yeah. he got on the, the Barstool Radio, like the CCK stuff, and then he opened up. It was always just Jared Baseball, and then he got yeah. on the Barstool Radio, and he really opened up. Every Friday, they would have him on talking about weird shit, so he really did open up. Yeah, And also, Carano, I don't know if he realizes that Carabas has gone – you know, toe-to-toe -to -toe with Portnoy in the old days. Probably more, there's probably only a few Barcelona employees who have been staring down the Portnoy barrel before, and they've gone, like, you know, 12 rounds probably a dozen right. times. So uh, he knows of, he knows how to fight and argue, so this should be interesting. So I kind of thought that was, that kind of based in the argument of Carano's always been anti-Barcelona, like big-time anti-Barcelona. He wants them to go subscription service. Mm -hmm. So I think him being anti-Carabas is a little bit just because he's the yep. anti-Barcelona. I see. That, that makes sense. That makes sense. Uh, I think, but I think there's no doubt if you just listen to these past couple past couple weeks that the relationship between Kirk and Barstool is at an all-time high. All-time uh, high. I, I don't see, I, 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 I don't know any thing about contracts or something like that. But I mean, Kirk said he's like, he's very open to a contract extension. Um, yeah. I, I don't know well, if you guys know this, but Quantum Week Chris actually coaxed that out of him on, oh, the, yeah. on the Tuesday show. Kirk's Kirk just never, amazing I mean, questions. But it's, yeah. uh, but no, I, I think I think I think subscription is not the way to go. I mean, hey, it's Mike's 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 on his way there, but uh, I just don't think it fits in with the Kirk and the Barstool plan right now. But uh, thank you guys for joining me. Uh, I do want to give a shout out. There is at nine o'clock tonight. 
uh, there's going to be a eating contest. Uh, McChicken eating contest between Jay and Tim. Uh, 30 minutes. Who can eat the most McChickens in 30 minutes? Uh, there will be some commentary from me and Fez. Uh, John from Scranton's doing some uh, kind of sideline reporting. There may or may not be a Minifan singing the national anthem. So, uh, so who gets the highest right? number? Make a prediction. Who, what's the highest oh, number of McChickens? I, I got Tim just because I think Jay is too undisciplined to skip lunch and probably had put no forethought into it. And I just, uh, when I put the proposition out there, Tim responded right away, said anytime, any place, any food. And Jay, he's kind of been dancing around it a little bit. So I think Riggled's by a trillion tonight. So that's just like Tim's Thursday night. He was doing it anyway. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he, awesome. yeah, he was ready to go. Well, thank you guys for watching. Uh, Thanks, guys. Hopefully, I, I, you know, this, uh, I get this up on an RSS feed soon. Uh, it's kind of in the process. Um, I will talk to you guys tomorrow after what should be a spectacular Kirk Minahan show. Uh, once again, thank you, everyone, and I'll talk to you tomorrow.